0: Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process, we talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us, so let's get started. So one of the things I get asked quite often, is it worth my time and money to write a book? Like earn back everything that I invest in it. My time, the cost of editing, designing, launching it, getting the word out. Is it worth my time and effort? And the truth is, it depends. And I'll tell you why. Because if you see a book as a tool and opportunity to grow, not only an audience, help people, inspire a movement, or something specific, then you're going to be able to have an opportunity to really make an impact and get plenty back on your return. But if you write a book, put it out on Amazon and then don't do anything to market it, support it, encourage to share it, then your book will die on the vine no matter what. And the most ironic thing is people think, well, if I had a publisher, a big traditional publisher, then my book would do really well. And I would be able to you know, maybe get some money in an advance, or I would at least have some support for marketing. But the truth is, big publishers aren't giving that much of an advance these days, and the majority of the marketing is put on you. Because in this day and age, they know that the audience and people who own an email list and a social following are the ones they want to publish. It isn't always the best book, the best idea that they're looking for. Now, why would they do that? Why would publishers not look for the best story ideas or the best book ideas? Well, because mainly, they're trying to sell a widget. A book. They might be selling it in the form of an audiobook or paperback or even maybe a hardcover book, but that doesn't mean they're not still selling widgets. So their goal is to lower the cost that it takes to create the product, the amount of cost that it takes to publish it, produce it, and market it, and hoping for a return. Now they're playing the long game when they're big publishers because they can afford to lose money early on in the hopes that over time the title will continue to sell. That's why they pick books that most people want to buy. They don't get niche or niche, however you say it. They stay broad and wide, and they try to get people with a big audience because they know that the audience members of people who care about them might have a better chance of selling their book. So how does it help? How does it help to know whether or not it takes, uh, it will increase my time or effort or my return if I write this book? Well, let me give you five things you can do to ensure your book has a return on the effort and money you spend. Let's go over number one. Now, number one, you need to be sure that you want to talk about this topic again and again, over and over, not just now, not just next year, but the next five to 10 years. I know, that's a long time. But if you're not willing to commit to this message for a long term, then sharing it and publishing it is only gonna be a short-lived thing. Most authors that I see they get super excited about the writing, maybe not excited, it's hard, but they get super excited about the idea of writing a book and then if they get a chance to publish it, they get excited, they push, they scream, they yell, this is my book, buy my book, and about month three, they fall off the earth as far as marketing is concerned. So you have to be willing to care about this message you're gonna talk about it at a party, at an event, at your next speaking engagement, in your email, in your world. You have to continue to share, and you have to be willing to commit time to it. You can't just let this message go away because you're over it. This isn't a, something you treat like a project. You treat it like a child. You wouldn't have a child and enjoy them when they're young. Oh, they're, they're terrible twos. I don't know about this. Well, maybe some parents do, but it's not the right thing to do, and it's not the right thing to do for your book either. So if you want to make sure your book has a high return. Pick a topic, a subject, a message that you care about that you're going to carry with you and make sure it adds up to your values, that it isn't just a book about what you're doing now. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you're writing a book or running a business about, let's say, lawn care service. You think, what if I had a book? It'd be great. People would thank me for helping them make their lawn better. Perhaps that might be true. Or maybe you're writing a book about helping people start a lawn care business. That could be true. That could be very helpful because that's what you're doing now. Now, it seems great, but the moment you decide, I don't want to do long care anymore, there is your book sitting there all by itself and kind of forget about it. But you, you want to pick a book that has a message you care about. So having a long-term relationship with your book is important. So what's the second thing? What's the second thing you can do to evaluate whether or not this is worth your time and money and effort it is not only if the message is something you care about, also that you're willing to ask for reviews. Now, if you're not willing to ask for reviews, it's never going to be worth your time or effort because reviews are driven, the, the, all the algorithms on Amazon. Let's just today, I was ordering a few things to get ready for our retreat we're doing in Portugal with some amazing leaders and, you know, I need to buy things. So as I'm purchasing things, I look for who's selling them and what are the reviews? What do they say about the delivery time? What do they say about the product? Reviews do matter. And you are selling your book and 70% of the books that are sold online are sold on Amazon and other platforms too that have ratings. So reviews are super important. If you can't commit to asking for reviews on a regular basis, now until forever, then you're going to not get a good return. Because getting reviews is like selling books. Amazon sees them as important. Because reviews is how people operate on their platform in particular. If you leave it for people to just give you a review when they feel like it, More than likely, the psychology of buyers, they leave a review when they're extremely happy and delighted, or they're terribly pissed off. The people on the 4.5 to the 1.5, those people don't just leave reviews, you have to encourage them. So if you want your to know if your book's going to be worth your time, you have to ask, am I willing to ask for reviews? Am I willing to continually ask for reviews? Because if you're not, your book will do well for a short time, but won't do great in the long term. Let me give you an example. So I wrote a book almost nine years ago, and it went live probably almost eight and a half years ago. And to my surprise, it has almost 80 reviews, which is awesome. I'm really encouraged by that. And what I noticed was that when I give a little attention to it, ask for another review or tell people about it, it sells copies and it rises to the top of the categories that it's in easily to the top 10 and sometimes the top one, two or three. Just by putting a little effort, by selling five or six books, my book can rise to the top. The main reason is not the five or six sales is because it already has reviews and Amazon sees it as an opportunity and they might actually help you. Now, the algorithm doesn't promise that it gives any boost except for in the early time of the book release, the Amazon does give you like about 30 days or something like that of a honeymoon period where they try to give new books some attention. But reviews solidify your ability to promote your book long term. And I would say this is a wild number for some of you because you might not even know a thousand people. But if you had a thousand re- reviews, your book will continue to sell long after you even are gone. And that's how it could become a passive type thing because books with lots of reviews, the highest reviews, like over a thousand, tend to continue to sell. Now, that might seem an outlandish goal, but think of it if you ask for five reviews a week, for the first year, that's a lot of reviews, right? That's not quite 300, but it's close. And if you kept doing that on a regular basis, eventually you get a lot of reviews, but you can't just sit around and wait, hope someday it gets better. And that goes true if you're publishing a traditional book. So if it's worth your time and effort, then you need to be willing to leave, get reviews and be committed to that. Thirdly, If it's going to be worth your time and effort, you have to monetize the book or at least celebrate the book outside of the book itself. The majority of the leaders that we help write books monetize the authority that the book gives them. They monetize the ability to get people to pay attention to them and see them as an expert and promote them on social media or on a podcast or in the traditional media. When you use your book as leverage outside of the sales of your book, that's when the returns really start to amp up. We encourage our authors who are speakers to negotiate that every participant in their whatever conference they're speaking at or event, that they have a requirement that if I'm speaking, I want everyone to have a purchase a copy of my book. Now, why is that important? Because you, it's easier to sell 100 copies of your book in one moment than it is to try to sell one at a time. But you're taking advantage of your authorship, maybe you're using to get speak better speaking gigs if you're a speaker, or you're using it to even get promoted at your job, or to get another job. Maybe writing a book is something you can do, that you do something really well at work, and you can do it to show your next employer how you're the expert in this field. And they'll be like, wow, yeah, we wanna hire you, and maybe earns a higher salary. That's a way in which a book can return value. I used to tell my students when I was teaching eighth grade, A while ago, that uh, when they became published authors, that if if they wanted to know whether or not the time and effort was worth it, that the next time they went to go apply for a job, or maybe the very first time they applied for a job and they had no experience, for example, fill out the application with their name and everything they need, and then staple it to a copy of their book that they published and say, I don't have any experience, but here's the first copy of my book uh, or a copy of my book. I hope you will consider me. And you know how many of those young people will get a job? Tons of them. Oh my gosh, if a kid can write a book, I think we need to have them in here. Right? Sets you apart. Writing a book sets you apart. So if you leverage it outside of just sales, you're going to get a huge return on your time, effort, and money. But if you just think that you're going to earn royalty, sometimes 30 cents or $3, whatever it is, that you're going to sometimes make back your investment in time, then you're going to be waiting a long time. I'd rather see people monetize their book, maybe on a course or a coaching program or any of the other things I mentioned. So you've got to be willing to monetize your book outside of sales. And if you're not, then you're going to struggle getting a return on your book. Even if that means you have a traditional publisher and they give you some advance, five, ten thousand $10,000 or more, you still tend to use that money to market the book because you have to earn back. You know, It's an advance. You have to be able to get back the money they advance you. They're not just paying you to work, they're giving you an advance on the sales they're hoping you continue to generate and they'll check in with you and say, your sales are low, so you have to get back to marketing, right? So you've got to be committed to figuring out how can I monetize the things that uh, my book brings me, the authority, the leverage, the attention outside of the sales of individual books. Okay, number four, if you want to make sure you have your books a good return on your investment, you need to be willing to talk about it willing to be vocal. There's this idea that if I write a book, I can write in seclusion, put it out there, and I don't have to do anything. We have less attention span these days and more people vying for your attention than ever before. So if you're not willing to put yourself out there to do book tours or book signings or go on podcasts, you're going to find yourself not getting a return. Because even if you choose not to take huge amounts of steps outside of your book for sales, you're gonna have to do something. So you're gonna have to show up and ditch the imposter syndrome and start to really own the authority that your book gives you. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not gonna get your return on the value. Because even if you're focusing just on book sales, it's not gonna be heard. Yes, I know many authors, especially fiction, use things like Facebook ads, Amazon ads, BookBub ads to get their return. They spend lots of money and on their hopes on if I could get thirty cents on a dollar of how much it costs me to promote this, I can be profitable. For example, or their their formula is that they're trying to make. Then you could actually you know sidestep some of this, but that takes money out of your pocket. So that's not money in your pocket yet. Yeah, that's money out of your pocket in hopes that you get returns, which is really great when you have what reviews and rankings. Okay. So you got to be willing to become the person who owns the identity of an author. If you just want to write books and you don't want to do any of those things, then you're probably not ready to invest in the book. Unless it's a passion project, please do. In fact, my first book was a passion project. I wasn't trying to make tons of money and I wasn't necessarily trying to create a course. In fact, I never created anything as far as coaching or course on the outside of the book, Art of Apprenticeship. Why? Because I was doing it for me. And that's perfectly fine. But what I wanted to use the book for was getting the attention of people I admired so I could start working with them, namely Pat Flynn and Chris Tucker. Uh, I wanted to be able to use it as leverage to make transition outside of the authority of a school where I was working and eventually help get me a TED Talk because being a published author helps you have authority. So I had to make those commitments of being seen. Sometimes I struggle with, even doing this podcast and recording it for you because it's really hard sometimes to muster up the courage to be in front of a camera or in front of a microphone. But you have to be willing to if you want to find a good return on your books. And lastly, the fifth and final thing, if you want to make sure you get a good return on your book, then make sure you have the plan of what the book's going to return. Don't just write it and hope for it. You've got to figure it out. What is your goal? What is the plan you have for your return? Is there a certain number of sales you need to make every month in order for that to add up over time? How many years are you willing to wait? Is there a certain amount of marketing budget you'll, you can have in order to help promote your book? You've got to have a plan that'll show your return. You can't just put the book out there and hope it does well without knowing. You've got to have metrics. What are you measuring? Those things will help you, but you have to be willing to have a plan. Now, when we work with our authors, especially on Tree Press, our publishing uh, press, we ask authors to plan out what do they want from this book. How many reviews do you plan to get? How will you do that? Do you have an email list? Do you have friends and family? Do you have, is there a neighborhood affair that you can go to on a regular basis, a farmer's market? It doesn't matter how you do the plan. There is no one way to do it, but you have to be committed to the plan. You can't just, well, I'll write it and then see. That's fine if you want to write and draft the book, but bef- when the book goes live, you have to have the plan. In fact, before it goes live, when it's in pre-order or before the book's launch, if you're not doing pre-order, you have to know, what am I using this time for? What is my goal during this phase? Is it attention? Is it getting early readers? Is it planning a podcast tour? Is it getting book signing? It's not going to just magically ha- happen. People aren't going to sort of walk up to you necessarily and say, hey, why don't you come to my event and sell your book? Now, that could happen. I'm not saying it wouldn't. But you should focus on the idea of having a plan to market your book so you can see, I can see my return on my investment. Maybe if you get one or two clients, that might be more than enough because now you're getting a return on your value and that maybe will lead to more referrals. So Having a plan, having an idea, and not getting obsessed by the fact that these are widgets you're selling on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever, but that you know exactly what you want, what your returns are, and how you want to measure them, and how you want to have a plan to execute that. Because whatever you don't plan doesn't get done. I know for me, it's so easy for me to forget to ask for reviews or to not put it in my calendar to promote things. And if you really want to have an amazing a book launch, and a return on your investment, then you need to measure out what you want as a return. If it's dollar for dollar, then measure out what would it take to make back that money. Maybe that's just reducing the cost of publishing. Maybe that's putting out more than one book so that you can get more returns. It just depends. Everyone's different. But without a plan, you won't ever get there. And that's the biggest mistake, I think, that I made and lots of other authors make. After they finish writing their book, they're so exhausted. And after that first push of about 30 to 90 days launch, they just are burnt out and they don't even want to talk about their book anymore. So a plan's always best. I hope this helps you and inspires you that you don't have to waste your time or money, whether you're traditionally published or self-published or have someone help you. If you really follow these five steps or these five ideas to help you get a great return on your investment and to leverage what becoming an author and authority does. And that's what we do here at Authors Who Lead that's the brand. We're not necessarily just getting people to publish books. We're trying to create a platform for leaders. And we know that leaders have lots of ways in which they attract attention, build authority, um, and establish credibility. But I'll tell you, one of the fastest ways to do that is writing a book. And if you have been wanting to write a book and have been putting it off, wondering, can I do it? Is it worth it? I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it because nine years ago in October is when I first wrote that first book, And it's been a wild, amazing ride ever since. And it's changed my life. It's allowed me to have opportunities to travel the world, run retreats, work with some of the people I used to just admire. Um, It's been an incredible thing. And the return has been astronomical in comparison. And I think if you get focused, you can do it too. But one of the best ways you can do it is be a part of a program. The Authors Who Lead community is really important because it helps those of you who don't know where to start, where you can begin. Maybe it's in joining a writing group or joining one of our marketing shops on how to market a book and not be sleazy, or maybe it's to talk to other authors about what they did or exchange reviews or maybe go on their podcast. So being a part of the Authors you Lead community is so important, and I want to help you uh, take care of all your publishing needs and everything by being a part of a community where we answer questions, give you guidance, and show you exactly what you need to do. We have high-end programs for people who are busy, executive leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, who really know that this is important value in their plan. And those of you who maybe that's not quite their level to reach a program, we have ones that are really moderate. Author-Apprentice program is very affordable. In fact, it's only $90 for 90 days. And if you don't have a dollar to spend on this book, it's probably not time to write a book. So be committed, take action. Go to authorswholead.com check out our programs page and join one of our programs. Join one of our community calls or just check it out to see if it's a good fit for you. And as always, I'm always grateful that you're listening to this, whether you're walking your dog or making dinner or maybe putting your earbuds at work. I appreciate it. I want to inspire you to write a book because it's the thing that has really changed everything for me and Steve. And I think it will for you too. So take care. We'll see you the next time thank you for listening to another episode of Authors Who Lead. I'm Asul Theronis. We appreciate you. Please subscribe so you can get the notification that we have new episodes every week and go to authorswholead.com to learn about our show notes and all of our backlists of amazing authors we've interviewed since the beginning of this podcast. Thank you and have an amazing day.